0: In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Many happy returns um, for the feast of Hosanna Sunday. Today we celebrate the entry of Christ into Jerusalem. And as we read in the readings how everyone who accepted and received Christ in the city of Jerusalem as he was entering, um, you would have imagined that these same people would have been the ones that would exalt him um, and not later on to crucify him. So we see here that maybe these people who were putting their garments on the road and putting palm branches on the road and chanting Hosanna to the son of David. Hosanna is like a, something that's said to um, a savior, like to a king saying, come and save us. So they're acknowledging him as a king, they're acknowledging him as a savior of sorts, and they're receiving him with glory, and yet these same people, a few days later, they they, they want to crucify him, and they crucify him. So while someone looking at the scene here on, on Hosanna Sunday might say, well, these people were faithful, but later on you realize that their faith was not really deep, it wasn't very true. And so we want to examine this idea of what are some of the outer signs of faith? that they exhibited versus the inner signs of faith. The first outer sign of faith that they exhibited was spreading their garments on the road. This was done to honor the king. We actually read about this in the Old Testament that was done for another king, King Jehu, in 2 Kings chapter 9. It says, Then each man hastened to take his garment and put it under him on the top of the steps, and they blew trumpets, saying, Jehu is our king. So they saw Christ as a king, and they acknowledged him. And we also speak about Christ being a king. But the question we ask is, is it only the words that we say, or is it backed up with um, our actions? The second sign of faith, uh, outer faith, that they exhibited was cutting down branches. In these palm branches, they were also a sign of victory and rejoicing. We also read about this in the book of Leviticus chapter 23. It says, and you shall take for yourselves on the first day the uh, the fruit of beautiful trees, Branches of palm trees and boughs of leafy trees and willows of the brook, and you shall rejoice before the Lord your God for seven days. It's also mentioned in the book of Revelation that the people around the Lamb of God had palm branches uh, in their hand. So this was a sign of, of celebration and rejoicing and victory. And while these people celebrated with Christ as he triumphantly entered into Jerusalem, there really was no long term victory for them. They just uh, worshiped him for a short time and then fell away again. Um, even the word Hosanna, like we said, when they say Hosanna to the son of David, this comes from a Hebrew word, which means Hoshiana, or it's Hoshiana in Hebrew, and it can be found in Psalm 118. When we read it, it says, Save now, I pray, O Lord. O Lord, I pray, send now prosperity. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So they were saying this from a prophecy from the Psalms in Psalm 118, referring to him as being this um, son of David that they were looking for. So it is a plea asking God to come and to save them. And also meaning that they acknowledge him as a Messiah. They acknowledge him as a savior. They acknowledge him as the one who had been promised to come. So they address him as though they were addressing God himself. And yet, maybe when we look at a scene like this, we think, okay, well, these people are going to believe in him. But then again, very shortly later, they do not. Um, Again, they call him the son of David in 2 Samuel chapter 7 it says, when your days are fulfilled and you rest with your fathers, I will set up your seed after you who will come from your body and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. So this idea of the son of David, okay, he is the son of David. He is the king that was promised to come after David, okay, and, and he was actually referred this after he healed uh, the, the blind men in Jericho, before he entered into Jerusalem, um, he, they, they, they referred to him as the son of David. So again, they were referring to him as God. All of these outer signs of faith, the spreading of the garments, the cutting down the branches, saying Hosanna, and referring to him as the son of David, these are all the, 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 the ways that we speak about him and the, the responses, and the hymns that we just chanted. We're referring to God in this way. But even though we're referring to God in this way, Does that mean that we actually have him this way in our hearts, that we feel that he is actually this way to us personally? Or are these just outer words that we're saying, outer signs of faith? The way that we demonstrate faith to God is not just by coming to church, but the way that we express our faith in our everyday life, in our day-to-day happenings, in the things, in the ways that we deal with people, in the spiritual life that we pursue outside of church, in the things that we keep ourselves pure from outside of church. Those are really the true signs of faith. That we might share in these outer signs, but these outer signs are not uh, sufficient alone. So what are some of the inner signs of faith that, uh, that, that, uh, that, that we need to express to God? The first one is bearing the shame of the cross. Not just cheering when the Lord is victorious. And being with the Lord when he is victorious, but also being the Lord when he is defeated, or he appears to be defeated. Being with the Lord in his moments where he appears the weakest, in the time where he is being hurt, in the time that he is on the cross. This is why attending the Holy Week is so important. That We attend the Holy Week in preparation for the victory of resurrection. We attend the Holy Week and we read all of the prophecies and we read about how he was beaten and how he was burdened and how he was bruised for our sins. And we be with him during this time of Holy Week so that when we reach the resurrection, the resurrection is a time that we are resurrected indeed with him. Just as in the sacrament of baptism that we die first with him and then we rise up out of the water of baptism and are resurrected with him. Everybody wants to be on the winning team right? Everybody wants to be on the winning team. But there are sometimes people who follow sports, you might find that there's a team who's doing very poorly actually throughout the season. And then somehow at the very end, they end up making the playoffs and winning. So if you had abandoned this team at the beginning when it started to lose, then maybe you would have missed out on this victory at the end. Actually, there are ups and downs in any team and in any relationship. And if we depart from this relationship, the moment that things become difficult, then we are not really committed to this relationship. Then all we are committed to is feelings of joy and feelings of happiness. So here Christ is what, there's, was, there was a time of darkness and a time of suffering and a time of shame on the cross. And God wants us to share with him in this time so that also he can, we can share with him in the resurrection. Another inner sign of faith is following him when we are alone, when we are the only ones that follow him. When we are the only ones who are coming to him and being with him when everyone else is departing from him. Someone like Nicodemus or someone like Joseph of Arimathea, who while being Pharisees, they did not go with the rest of the Pharisees. They were the ones that were willing to stand up and say, this is wrong. What's happening is wrong. We will take him down from the cross. We will bury him. These Pharisees would not act like the other Pharisees. And so this showed that they had a true faith because they had something to lose. How do we tell if we have a faith or not? We have to ask ourselves, what do I have to lose by having faith? If there is something that I have to lose and I still have faith anyway, then I know that my faith is genuine. Because that's not just going with whatever is happening around me or whatever the people around me are saying or doing, but it's a genuine faith because I have to sacrifice something for that faith. Another inner sign of faith is perseverance. That we continue the journey all the way to the end. It's easy to have an enthusiastic start. It's easy to be excited about something new that we are doing. But the question is, is not how do we start, but how do we end? In Matthew 10:22, it says, And you will be hated by all for my name's sake, but he who endures to the end will be saved. What is this being hated? Being hated for being a Christian, being hated for being a believer. And while here in our country... We are not necessarily physically persecuted for our faith, but we are more and more socially persecuted for it. That we are seen to be hateful of others, that we are seen to be, uh, you know, criticized everywhere. And wherever you go, Christians are criticized and persecuted in a social way. So, do we persevere to the end, or are we very easy for us to sacrifice and to make compromises for the sake of escaping this kind of social persecution? We have to be persevering to the end and enduring to the end. Another inner sign of faith is the cleansing from sin, okay? That we want to purge ourselves from sin to make ourselves a holy temple for for the Spirit of God. We want the Holy Spirit to dwell in us. So for the Spirit to dwell in us, we have to prepare a place for him, that he would come and he would be with us, okay? Someone like Zacchaeus, for instance, he hosted him in his house. But they did not host him in a house that was full of sin, but he hosted him while he was offering a sincere repentance. This is different than Simon the Pharisee. Simon the Pharisee, he invited Christ to his house, but not to repent. He invited him to his house so he could judge him, so he could condemn him, so he could say about him, if this man were a prophet, why does he allow the sinful woman to come and to you know, cry and wash his feet with her hair? Very different than Zacchaeus. When Zacchaeus, when he came to his house, He did not judge Christ, but he allowed Christ to judge him. He allowed Christ to to reveal the truth to him and he repented of his sins. So this is another inner sign of faith. It's how do I live? What do I choose? What do I purge myself from? And what sins do I commit and continue on in rebellion? All of us sin, but what do I do and choose to do in rebellion to God? This is the difference. Another inner sign of faith is obedience to God. Obeying scripture is different than just being familiar with scripture. Obeying scripture means that I place it as a goal for me. It's not that I just learned the stories from the Bible. It's that I learned the stories with the purpose of wanting to fulfill them, of wanting to follow them, of wanting to be like those saints and to be like those prophets and to be like those you know, leaders that we read about in the church and in the scripture. What do we want to be like? We want to be like them. So that we don't just want to learn their story, so that we can tell it to our children or to share it with one another or to say, okay, well, we Orthodox people, we speak about these stories or this is our heritage. But we want to do those things because we want to be like them. And to be like them is difficult. To be like them is, is very difficult. So this, is, this obedience is something that we are called for, that we struggle to obey God in our day-to-day life. Another thing that's a, uh, one of the inner signs of faith is virtue. I'm leading a life of virtue and not just with outward rituals. You know, I'm not just making the sign of the cross and then I'm living a life of debauchery. I'm not just uh, coming to church and, and attending vespers and attending the liturgy and then I go out and I spend my time with friends that are leading me astray, right? The, the true sign of inner faith is that I'm seeking virtue in my life. In Matthew 15:8, it says, These people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. This is the difference between the outer faith and the inner faith. The outer faith, we might sing hymns. The outer faith, we might chant. The outer faith, we might say things to people that indicate that we are Christians. But the inner faith is the faith of the heart, that I am seeking God sincerely in my heart. And when I sin, I repent. And when I fall, I get up again. And I'm regretful for my sins. And I continue to struggle and strive for virtue and for perfection. This is a sign of inner faith. That I really trust that God can convert me and transform me and change me to be a, to be a saint. It is not just that th- this is unattainable for me. This is what God has called me for. That He calls all the believers saints. He wants us to be saints. So we struggle and strive for this sainthood. And when I say saints, I don't mean necessarily a saint so that our pictures would be up on the walls of the church. I mean that we would be considered pure in the eyes of God and that God would reward us for this purity. Finally, the last inner sign of faith I want to speak about is thankfulness, that we are always thanking God for everything that he gives us, that we are not always grumbling against him. In Micah 7 verse 7, it says, therefore, I will look to the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me, that I'm always seeking that God is going to hear me, that God hears my prayer and that I'm thankful to him because of every good thing that he does in my life, that even when things are difficult or painful, I am asking God for you know, to remind me of all the good things. So these um, these points here we spoke about as the inner signs of faith. We're bearing the shame of the cross. We are not just here to share in Christ's high moments, just in the moments where everything is going well, but we also share with him the cross. This is the true sign of love, that we are with a person, whether they are in a high point or in a low point. Another inner sign of faith we spoke about was following him even when we are alone. When no one else is following, we choose to follow and continue because we love him. We're not following him simply to be seen by others or because it's popular. We follow him because we love him. We also persevere to the end. We don't start this process for a few days or a few weeks or a few years and then decide, okay, well, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. We have to have faith in him even in our darkest moments and continue enduring to the end. Also, we seek a life of purity. We want to be cleansed from sin. We don't want to live a life in darkness. We also seek to be obedient to him. We want to follow his commandments. God said that to, to love him is to obey his commandments. So if we want to really love God, we have to obey the commandments that he gave. Also virtue. We seek to be virtuous. We seek that the, the fruit of the spirit would be present in us and that God would work with his spirit in us to make it present. And then finally, we are always thankful to God. So when we look at the story uh, today in the scripture that we read, Hosanna Sunday, and we see these people who are saying Hosanna to the son of David, I have to ask myself, am I among these who am saying Hosanna to the son of David, but then I later on say crucify him? Or am I a person who has a consistent and stable faith that is true and is internal to me? It's not just an outward thing that I say with my mouth, but is something that is in my heart. So may God grant us this true faith that we would follow him and obey him and that we would love him from our heart and not just with our lips. And glory be to God forever. Amen.